Hello, friends, and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. Happy Thursday. I am once again <laughs> talking to you in my room, and I figured today, since I'm in a mood TM, I would just share with you <laughs> everything I hate about my life. No, just kidding. I actually just wanted to have like a really honest discussion about freelancing and why it sucks sometimes. Honestly, why it sucks a lot of the time. I love freelancing. I don't think I could ever do a traditional job again because I have been trained <laughs> to do my weird routine. And if I was exposed to that many people on a regular basis, I think I would combust. Like, I don't think I would do well. Um, I, would, I would sink. I would not swim. This would not be for me. However, that being said, I am not having a good relationship with freelancing right now at this particular time in my life. And I think it's been this way for probably the last like three months. Um, it's just been a rocky road, ice cream. And I need to talk it through with my therapist and I can't afford a therapist. So um, this is where we're at. So congratulations, cause you all are my therapist today. And I wanna talk about some of the things that I've touched upon before, but you know what? I can always yell about them again. And I don't think I've ever taken the time to really talk about them all in detail, at least not alone. So we're gonna do it. Like we're just gonna talk about it and why it sucks. And if you're freelancing or you're blogging, I know so many people do this now. Um, a lot of people do it on the side if they have like a full-time job or a part-time job and then a lot of people are just thinking about it like maybe if you're in college like I hear about it constantly because I'm in this community so why am I surprised but it's just not something that people seem to be very open with especially with so many of those weird fake entrepreneurs on the internet and Facebook who are like yelling at you to like break free from the nine to five and I'm triggered by this because that's actually the tagline for this podcast so don't at me but what I mean by that isn't like go on a vacation forever what I mean by that is like work at home that's literally it um don't read that much into it so <laughs> I started freelancing because I was in college and I worked two jobs at once and I was so depressed and miserable and I was writing like sort of on accident I was writing and blogging and then someone just gave me a freelancing opportunity and I took it because I like money and it actually paid me more than my part-time job and I, it gave me the opportunity to quit my part-time jobs which I then went and got another one because I thought I needed office experience and God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I just fall from place to place. So I started freelancing the first time in college and then I took a big break from it, moved to Orlando, and then I got an internship working at a marketing firm, which ended up not being great. So I've talked about that before, um, but it wasn't great. So I was freelancing while I was there because this place paid me nothing. So like, I'm, I mean, it paid me, but it was barely above minimum wage. It was shameful all around. I don't know why I stayed there. I'm such a pushover. And eventually I was making so much freelancing on the side, quote unquote, that I was able to quit that the internship after a year. There was a really long internship, never turned into a job, um, <laughs> and pursue that full time. And I have been doing that since forever now. Um, I believe I quit my other job in uh, 2018. Yes, it was 2018, which was yesterday. I just said it was yesterday. Lord help me. It was a year ago and over a year ago. 
I, I don't know how time works. I've been doing this for too long. I've been doing this for at least two years. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not gonna get a calendar out. I do not care. But I've been doing this full time for a long time. Enough of a long time for me to say that. And while it started off really exciting, like obviously it's exciting. It's like I get to work from home. I don't have to wake up at 7am anymore. I can stop wearing jeans. I can just like live my life and I have the free time that I need when I need it. Like I can go to the grocery store at like 2pm and I can go to the gym like whenever I want and I can just live my life um, pretty flexibly and that really appealed to me and it still appeals to me. But it quickly became clear that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and it's really not the pajama party that I thought it would be and it's really very stressful in new ways that I didn't know I would need to think about. So we're going to talk about this today. So this is relevant because 34% of the US workforce is actually involved in freelance work, which is pretty crazy. And it's only rising. So like in the next few years, it's just going to become more normal, honestly, because companies are cheap as heck, and they don't want to hire people full time and pay benefits. So that's uplifting. But it's also a good thing for the people who are interested in like a flexible lifestyle. So let's do it. So first of all, I need to tell you that this isn't a pajama party. This is not a working vacation. Um, the four hour work week is a lie. Anyone who tries to sell you a digital nomad lifestyle is lying to you. And it's all a lie because it ain't great. It's a job. It's, it's a job. <laughs> and you will be the same person you were at your full-time or part-time job or in college. And you will not change into some magical entrepreneur spirit who has like, I don't know, Bill Gates and like Steve Jobs combined like living through you. This won't happen. It's just suddenly all on you. So what I mean by it's all on you is that there's no one to ask for help. <laughs> first of all, um, when you're just getting started, you can feel super lost because you know you need to find clients and you need to pitch and you need to price yourself and you need to build a website, but you don't know what you're doing and you're so confused and you're second guessing everything and you're like, I made a bad life choice. I should go to graduate school or like, I don't know, that's what I did. Um, I didn't go to graduate school, but I certainly looked into it. So realizing that you're on your own is really hard. Um, Clients aren't always able to help you. I used to think that like, oh, I'm not on my own. Like I have clients, I can just ask them for help. No, you cannot. I have one client right now, oof, who uh, literally told me to never ask um, any stupid questions. So that's sort of fun. And so you, you sort of don't really have anyone to ask for help. Yes, you in a perfect world would have super open lines of communication with your clients, but a lot of them are hard to get a hold of. Some of them take weeks to answer questions. Like it's, it's sort of a sink or swim. Like you got to figure this out on your own. And if you can't, then it's probably not the right choice for you. And honestly, that's great. So good for you. Next, <laughs> the biggest struggle here is chasing clients. So I've been in the freelancing world for several years, as I've said, and I also have a lot of friends who are doing this too. And we all have the same reporting <laughs> of this incidence, which I would like to call feast versus famine. And it's basically the concept that sometimes you have so much work, you feel like you're a money goddess and you're like, I'm so rich now, like I can't wait to buy my mansion, come meet me on my yacht. And then other times you're like, a pinching pennies, like, can I eat today? I'm not sure. Like, obviously, this could all be solved by some better budgeting. But what I mean is that sometimes you're going to have so much work, you're going to feel like everything is rushing so fast, you can't keep up. And then like in a week, you'll find yourself with no work. And you'll be like, okay, um, 
am I going to be able to afford rent? Or like, is this just the new normal? In general, it's a roller coaster. It's never going to be consistent. As you get to know your industry, you will learn that there are times that are really busy for work and times that are not busy for work. And you can anticipate these. But I would say for the first year, at least, you're not going to really know what to expect. And then the same thing is true. Like some projects end. Sometimes I work with clients for only a few projects and they don't need me. Maybe not ever. Or maybe they will need me, but it won't be for a few months. And it's hard to anticipate these things. And you could just find yourself drowning in work literally one day. And then you wake up the next day and you suddenly have nothing to do. And my solution for that is to fill all my free time with blogging. But I mean, not everyone has that and not everyone is able to make an income through their blog. So it can be really hard and you have to prepare for that financially and it sucks. <laughs> and also another thing that sucks is getting paid is completely up to you. So this comes back to the it's all on you thing. Obviously, you should have a contract. You should have some kind of arrangement. You should trust your clients. But at the end of the day, getting paid can be really hard because some clients won't want to pay. They'll say you didn't do the work good enough. They'll just ghost you. They won't pay you on time. They don't give a crap about your contract. Sometimes they're based in other countries or other parts of the, of the different states, like etc. Like the laws aren't always consistent and there's really honestly no way to hold anyone accountable. So you just gotta live and let live, you know? I don't know, <laughs> it really sucks. So that's always a risk um, with working with clients through the internet, unless you're going through a party like Upwork, you really just have to risk it, risk not getting paid. And it sucks and it's just a reality of it. And you need to learn how to protect yourself and your business and when it's okay to just let things go. Luckily, I have always been paid. I really haven't had a hard time chasing clients for payments and I consider myself very lucky because I know that is not always the case. And I hear so many stories of freelancers who get stuck in situations where they're not getting paid or they don't know how to get their payment or they put in so much work and now they're not getting paid and it sounds horrible and I'm not trying to deal with that. Next, another big problem is that it's so easy to undersell yourself. I have been doing this for several years as I have said. I still do this. I still undersell myself. I still don't know my worth and this is such a learning curve. I feel like I need to put in a decade of experience before I'm finally able to be like, I know what to charge. Knowing what to charge is so gosh darn hard. When you go apply for a job down the street, anywhere, even a professional job, a part-time job, whatever, they give you a salary or you're able to negotiate based on like what your local area like rate is for your position and your experience. Freelance world, none of that applies. Like sometimes it's a race to the bottom where people are like competing with um, people in developing nations who might be able to charge significantly less, but you live in Orlando, Florida, and it's so gosh darn expensive here. So what do you do? And it's really hard. I, it's just so hard. <laughs> and I negotiate my worth all the time. And I definitely have to make really hard choices about money. It's just sometimes at the end of the day, it comes down between I need a client so that I can pay my rent or I skip this one and win at the quote unquote self-worth game, but now I'm out like whatever amount that money was. So these are the hard decisions you have to make as a business owner and there's no right answer. Like obviously you can charge whatever you feel comfortable with, but sometimes you need to make those hard decisions. Whereas it's so easy for someone on the internet to be like, never accept less than like a hundred dollars an hour. But like in reality, you need to, <laughs> to eat. So sometimes you have to do things um, that you might not ever accept at like a normal traditional job because you need food. 
and to live. And that's something I don't see anyone talking about a lot. I see so many people being like, know your worth, never accept anything below X number. I totally disagree. I think it's totally fine to do what you have to do. I think people who say things like that are coming from a position of privilege where maybe they don't need to worry about the rent or they have a ton of savings or a trust fund or a spouse or like a family member to rely on. I personally do not have any of these things. I have, I have savings, but I, I can't always rely on that to catch me all the time. So I have definitely lowered my rate or changed my terms in order to get a gig. And it's, it's really hard. Next, you're isolated as heck. So this one isn't so bad for me because I am so gosh darn introverted, like aggressively introverted. So you're working at home, you're working alone, uh, you have no coworkers, there's no water cooler chat, there's no going out to lunch with your coworkers, there's no getting drinks after, after work with your, after lunch, after lunch drinks, after work with your coworkers, and you're just alone and you either thrive in that environment or you don't. And I think it's totally possible for extroverts to do well as a freelancer, but it's definitely going to be an adjustment. And this is the number one reason why I hear people going back to work in some kind of way, whether it's taking a part-time job or whatever. Usually it's because of the isolation. And it sounds so non-problematic at first because you're like, oh, I like being alone. Like, I work better alone. Um, that's a great start. But at the end of the day, when you're working alone, for 40 plus hours a week it's really hard and it's especially hard when you're when you're in a new city because I moved to Orlando I didn't know anyone and I had a, such a hard time as an adult like making friends making friends as an adult is hard as heck so I've had a really big struggle personally with meeting new people after I quit my other job because I just, where would I meet them? Like, I don't know. I know usually you meet friends at school, at work, at like shared social events, but like those aren't happening when you're 24 in a new city where you don't know anyone and you also aren't working like in the public, you know? So I have found other ways to make jobs and to like make jobs, um, to, to make friends and to find like my own virtual coworkers, as I call them. Um, online is a great tool. I, I, like to be active on like Reddit and other forums for freelancers and that helps me feel a lot less alone. Also, I, I'm on Instagram and Twitter sometimes and I have a lot of friends through there who are doing similar isolating jobs and it's really nice to commiserate with them about like client issues and just like the general isolation. Um, also trying to make friends in person is really good. Um, so I have, I do have friends. I do, I'm not saying that I don't. Um, but it is definitely one of the biggest challenges. And even me as an introvert, I find myself getting really stir crazy. And it's really hard. And another component of that is that I live with my significant other. And sometimes it's hard for him to realize that even if he's home, like if it's if I'm working, I can't hang out with him. And I know that's weird. It's getting so much better. Like <laughs> we've been through this for a long time. So it's like he gets it now. But at least in the beginning, it was really hard for me to get work done when he was home. And also just for him to not think that like, oh, why can't you do this? And I've heard this is true for people who live with their family or with a spouse or a significant other or even just friends. It's really hard to be like, yes, I'm at home right now. It might not look like I'm doing anything, but I'm working on my computer or wherever and I can't just actively go to do whatever like it's a weird concept and it's strange <laughs> to learn this so that will segment me into my next issue which is that you can't be a people pleaser 
if you are a freelancer. So I still am a people pleaser, which is why I consider myself to be Debbie Doormat over here. But it's a problem. It's a horrible problem. And it's something I have to like really aggressively work on as a freelancer and a professional. So you can't be a people pleaser because you can't always say yes when you're the business owner. You need to set boundaries. And I am learning this the hard way. And I'm really glad that I finally am able to do this to some extent. So when you work in an office, it's okay to be a people pleaser when you go home at night, you know, and you're also working under people. Usually you have a supervisor or you have coworkers or it, it generally will serve you well to be someone who wants to make sure others have what they need and are satisfied. Like, obviously you don't want to get taken advantage of, but you can, you can make this work in that kind of environment and it can work to your advantage, but it will not work to your advantage with clients when you are the business owner, because you can't always say yes. There are going to be things you simply can't say yes to. There are so many times I wish I said no to projects either because I already had too much work. I was on gosh darn vacation or I was just over agreeing to something that I wasn't really confident about. And then I either like sort of ruin that relationship with the client or I just look like a fool. So let's not do that. And you need to set gosh darn boundaries because you can't always be talking to clients, even if they need something right away. Like you can't always answer them. You can't always respond to emails at 2 a.m. You can't always do last minute calls. Like these are things that you might feel like you need to say yes to them, especially if you're like me. I am a, definitely a people pleaser. If you feel like you you need to, like they can't be upset with you. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Like, oh God, I sound like a five-year-old. But you're like, you don't feel like you can say no that's just it's so bad I know because it's me um I have had I would say the past three months I have really learned a hard lesson about boundaries I'm getting so much better oh my god I have learned to separate my email account so that I don't get alerts on my phone anymore and I also at 5 p.m I turn off my my slack messaging so I don't yeah I know I'm I'm really progressing guys be proud of me but these are the boundaries you need to set. And my traditional mentality from a year ago would have been like, I need to respond at all times. Like, what if they need something from me? I can't let them down. Like, they're going to hate me, et cetera, et cetera. But I wasn't thinking like a business owner. I was thinking like an employee. And that's just not going to work. So say no to that. And second to last is my favorite, which is called burnout, which I know a lot about. I think I did an entire episode on mental health and burnout in a blogging and freelancing, but I'm going to touch on it again. So the burnout, <laughs> me and my, my good close friend burnout, uh, irregular days, irregular hours. You don't have days off. You always have to be on. You literally work where you live. Uh, <laughs> what is relaxing? What are vacations? It's hard. So burnout comes from the fear of saying no, which I just said, people pleasing for life. Basically, you, you can't say no. And it's hard to set office hours when you're working from home. Um, I just started doing them. I'm not always consistent, but I do try to set stronger limits for myself. But I definitely did not start doing this until this year. And it was just so easy to slip into the always working mentality and when you're on the internet and Instagram and weird places like that where people are like, hashtag hustle, hashtag boss babe, hashtag grind for life, like whatever. Those are really problematic because they make you feel like you need to always be working or you're not going to progress. And this is so hard as a freelancer because it's honestly true. If you're not working, you're not getting paid unless you have some kind of funky retainer deal, which most people don't. Um, 
you're you're not getting paid if you're not working. So it's not like you don't have you don't have paid days off, you don't have paid vacation, you don't have like any kind of built-in structure. So it's so easy to feel like you need to work on the weekends, to feel like you need to work on holidays and just not take days off because you you need the money and oh I if you need the money, do what you got to do. But it still helps to set boundaries and to say no and to relax. So I 10 out of 10 recommend uh, setting some clear boundaries. I no longer respond to messages after 5 p.m. I no longer answer emails on the weekend. Like very rare circumstances do I do this. And it's just because nothing is that important. It, I finally had like an epiphany like in last summer where I, I realized I was getting emails like on the weekend asking me for stuff and I realized none of this matters. I could just wait. <laughs> It'll be fine. And so I did. I waited until Monday and then I dealt with it and you know what happened? Literally nothing. I thought the world would combust. I was like, they're going to hate me. They're going to fire me. First of all, they can't even fire me. I'm not even their employee. And then I was just like, they're going to hate me and my entire life is ruined. And that was not true. So <laughs> it was a good lesson to learn. Also, I learned that you need to take vacations and time off. I had my first vacation when I went to France like literally a month ago, the, the first time in I can't even tell you when that I was able to unplug for a week and not answer anyone's messages or be doing work every single gosh darn day. I did do some work, but it was so much less than I was used to. Like ask anyone who's been on a trip with me in the past two years. I work every day, like several hours. And it was sort of ruining my vacation because if I was out exploring something, I would always think in the back of my mind, oh, you have this work to do, you have this work to do. And it would ruin my day. And I, I really regret not setting stronger boundaries ahead of time. And once you are able to literally just tell clients in advance, be like, hey, I'm going out of town this period of time to this period of time. Like, if you need something, let me know in advance so that um, we can get it out of the way. It's so, so much easier than I thought it would be. And it's just really necessary because burnout is such a problem because you can't take any mental health days. You can't take any of these things like you, you're in charge for yourself. So you need to be responsible and <laughs> take care of yourself at the same time. Um, and it's hard. That's all I'm saying. So last but not least, the worst thing probably other than burnout is the responsibilities. So all of the above. But what I mean here are the legitimate daily responsibilities, the paperwork the weird hoops you have to jump through. These are things you will never think about in a traditional role. But as soon as you're the business owner running a freelancing business, suddenly you have all these new tasks. You've never done them before, most likely. I know I hadn't. And most regular jobs would never ask these skills of you. So if you're like most people, I think, who would come from a traditional job into this kind of role, like these are all gonna be new to you. There's gonna be such a learning curve and they're honestly the worst. So the first one is taxes. I now am a taxes queen. I'm so good at taxes, but I was not always this way. And I spent my first two years freelancing terrified of my taxes. Always sure I was gonna owe so much money and I would just joke about it all the time. I was like, can't wait to be in debt for my taxes, like that kind of thing. And learning about it was not easy, but it also wasn't that hard. I have a whole episode on doing your taxes as a freelancer or a blogger. I assure you it's not as scary as it sounds, but it is a lot of steps. So I pay quarterly taxes. I have an employee, not employee, I have a special tax ID with the IRS so I can pay my quarterly taxes. You are responsible for your own taxes. If you mess up, 
it's honestly probably fine, but in theory, you could be audited. Um, even if that happened, it would honestly be fine. I used to work for a tax professional as one of my freelancing clients. I worked for a tax attorney and then a tax, like a CPA. And so I know a lot about taxes and it's honestly not as scary as you think it is, but I definitely understand feeling so intimidated by taxes because it's so confusing. Um, but in theory, it's as simple as paying 15% to like 25% depends on your state and like whether or not you have state income tax. Um, but you have to pay all of this yourself. So that is challenging and you have to prepare for it yourself. Like I have a separate bank account just for tax savings, um, separate sheet just for reporting my income tax and my expenses, all of this stuff. You have to keep track of it yourself. Your employer is not doing it for you because you are the employer. Also, you're paying more in taxes because when you work a traditional job, your employer plays, pays the employer tax, but now you're self-employed, so you need to pay the self-employment tax. It's a rough life. And that's just something that doesn't even cross your mind when you are working a traditional role. Another thing is client calls. Jesus Christ, client calls are the worst. Like, <laughs> you have to do sales calls. Like, that's literally what it is. You have to pitch yourself to clients. And it's weird doing, I've done so many client calls, video chats, etc. And you have to pretend you're this kind of professional. And I feel like a fake. And I'm like, they think I'm 12. And I don't know. It just stresses me out. I'm not an extrovert, as I said, and it's really hard to get in that mindset of sales and negotiation. And these aren't things that you have to do on a regular basis with a regular job, but suddenly you're a freelancer and you have to sell yourself, you have to pitch yourself, you have to negotiate. Like these are skills you've probably never needed to have and suddenly you're thrown into the deep end. And it's scary to get on the phone with a client and just be like, hey, um, let's figure this out. So... <laughs> It's hard. Uh, these are things that regular business owners likely deal with all the time. Um, but now it's your first time and you're in it to win it. Yay. So those are my harsh realities of freelancing. This was a, a fun complaint time for me. Um, freelancing is not a walk in the park. Um, I think it's amazing. At the same time, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But I want <laughs> it to be very clear that this isn't an easy job and there's so much stress that goes into it every day and it takes a lot of learning especially in the beginning and if you're thinking about freelancing totally go for it like you'll never know if it's right for you unless you try and I definitely think it's something everyone should try because even if you just fail you're gonna learn so much along the way and that's really important and all of these skills I just talked about are so valuable in a real-life job that it will only ever help you but it's hard and uh, with things like the four hour work week and like the digital nomad lifestyle, like trying to sell you something out there, none of that's true and don't listen to it. And anyone who's telling you they're sitting at home and their PJs all day, like having a slumber party is trying to sell you something because that's not true. So that was my rant. I hope to have a blog post with all of this and more out on Samanthability later this week. So wait for that. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a productive week. Bye.